Hi, I'm Kevin Kempton, and this is Light the World, episode number three. Uh, it's interesting as I've started this journey and have people plan to, to be on an interview and do things with uh, opposition is in all things the scriptures teach us. And certainly as I have uh, planned on people to, to do interview styles, which is what a lot of these podcasts will be, the challenges of life had just rushed in and there has been, you know, tragedies and complications and things that have just stopped that from happening. So I'm going to go ahead and go with episode three, which is going to be just me again, uh, talking about a few of, of those things, these these uh, challenges of life as I've been studying uh, several different topics and things in the scriptures. And, um, and I find that myself, like with all of the political strife that's going on, all of the really just dumb choices that are out there, um, the things that we see on TV and the media that movies that reflect just horrible principles and horrible philosophies and just it struggles. And what I find is that I go from focusing on Christ and trying to be Christ-like to becoming very cynical or bitter and angry and frustrated and mad and mad at the situation in life, mad at all the different things that I'm dealing with. And I find it this huge challenge to try and keep myself on the spiritual side of Christ, if you will, and being loving and kind and passionate, uh, compassionate, uh, not passionate, but passionate about things that we like in life, and and positive. Um, and it's very interesting, as I was studying it's a, a couple different things in the scriptures, one thing that popped up was in the Bible dictionary under Ezra, uh, talking about the book of Ezra, it had a few different... Um, synopsis if you will about about the book and as I've read through it it's really it's really a tough read to go through and listen to some of the Old Testament and read some of the Old Testament uh, books but the first thing it pointed out is that um, as it's reiterated in the scriptures many times that the promises of the Lord through his prophets shall all be fulfilled okay so the things that his prophets have foretold or prophesied about will all come up come about then it got interesting it, it said the second one is discipline and patience are born of disappointment as one expectation after another was frustrated and how often does that show up in our lives right where we have expectations or we try and do what's right we try and live a good life we try and be good people and we ask the lord for things we need and we have disappointments right our expectations are not met and so again it says discipline and patience are born of disappointment. Uh, number three, there is eternal significance in everyday life. So these struggles that we're living through right now uh, very much have an inter have e an e e I can't talk right now have an eternal significance on our preparation for our eternal lives. So remember. In the light of the world, the, the goal here is to celebrate humanity, people, um, who we are, sons and daughters of a loving Heavenly Father, that we are heirs to His throne. We can see that throughout the scriptures, the Old Testament, the New Testament, uh, the Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, Pearly Grace, all of them talk about how we are heirs. Uh, Christ talked about that, um, that when we follow Him, and keep his commandments and do the things he's asked us to do, 
that we can have all that he has, right? That he, we can inherit, like him, uh, the kingdom of God. And so that's part of, of this struggle, this strife that we're going through. We have to remember, I have to constantly remind myself that we're in school here, that we're in the gym of life, if you will, and we have to spiritually exercise our spiritual muscles. And that comes through... Um, tearing those down, right? Like we do in a gym, lifting weights or squats or running or sacrificing, watching what we eat. Those types of things that we look as kind of restrictive is how we build our physical body. Well, the same thing happens with our spiritual body that we have to put it through those stressful situations to grow, to become stronger and to learn how to have joy and happiness and peace while we go through it. And that's so challenging sometimes. Um, anyways, and so the last thing it said in there in Ezra was the preparation is needed for the rule of the Messiah, uh, the law being the schoolmaster to bring men to Christ. Again, his gospel is the teacher, right? As we adhere to those principles. Um, a couple of other scriptures that kind of bring in the topic for today, Doctrine and Covenants, section 121. This is a time when Prophet Joseph Smith, um, like we see today happening so many times, he was a person who didn't do anything wrong, but had a lot of people listening to the adversary that really wanted to destroy him. And we can look through the scriptures and see this happening throughout the history of man, that when people endeavor to do something that God asked them to do, people often uh, times attack those people. So we see that with uh, Jonah. That's why he was running away and didn't want to go do what God asked him to do because he was afraid of the people and what they might do. We see Stephen, the apostle that was stoned for prophesying. We see Peter that was crucified. Christ was crucified. So the history is that Satan whips up the hearts of men and women against those things of eternal significance. When you're on that path, you generally have adversity and challenges that strengthen you. The Lord will take you to your breaking point, but then he will help you past it if you stay uh, focused with him and on him. Where when you are going away from the Savior's path, he will try and remind you and prompt you, the Holy Ghost, to tell you, hey, come back. But the adversary generally will leave you alone. Life is really peaceful at that point because you're going the wrong way. He's happy. Go as far down that path as you can. Uh, you see this happen in, in a lot of uh, instances in life. Uh, one that comes to mind is uh, where people live together and they're like, wow, life is great. And they're together seven, eight, nine, ten years. And then they decide to go get married. And all of a sudden their life falls apart and they're divorced in a year or two. And they're like, what happened? My theory is, when you're cohabitating, that's not God's laws, and Satan's happy. When you decide to actually get married and you end that non-sanctioned relationship, if you will, if you're talking about religion, right, living together versus being married, and now you're married, Satan wants to destroy that marriage. He wants to destroy the family. He wants to destroy everything that strengthens communities. If he can divide people, if he can get people to divide themselves and to fight against each other, he wins. Again, and I'll reference this a lot probably throughout all these podcasts, but a recent memory for all of us is World War II. Go look back at what happened 
with Germany. And that's a perfect example of how Satan takes people with lusts and greeds and um, just their self-focused, their natural man, and he uses those individuals and their lusts and their greeds to inflict pain on other people and fear on other people. And as soon as you can get people to be fearful and focused on themselves, then he can help them destroy other people around them and destroy the fabric of their society. And before you know it, relatively good people are doing horrifically horrible things, right? And we want to fight against that. We want to stand against that. We want to be pillars around us in our communities that don't do that. So Joseph here is in Liberty Jail. He's been in there. And in this jail, they're in the dungeons. It's cold. It's freezing. It's winter. And they can't even stand up straight. The ceiling is less than six feet. Uh, so they have to hunch over. They can't stand up and stretch. They're in this really miserable, miserable circumstance. And the saints are freezing and cold. They're being kicked out of their places they live. Properties being wrongfully taken from them. They pled, you know, they were pleading to the government. Uh, the government was turning their backs on on these individuals because of the popularity of trying to get voted into office and not wanting to take a stance that wasn't popular. And so he's praying at this point. He's really just at his wit's end. And his prayer is, Oh God, where art thou? And where is their pavilion that covereth thy hiding place? How long shall thy hand be stayed, and thy eye, yea, thy pure eye, behold from the eternal heavens the wrongs of thy people and of thy servants, and thy ear be um, penetrated with their cries? Yea, O Lord, how long shall they suffer these wrongs and unlawful oppressions? Before thy heart shall be softened towards them, and thy bowels be moved with compassion towards them. Verse 5. Let thy anger be kindled against our enemies, and in the fury of thy heart with thy sword avenge us of our wrongs. Have you ever felt like that, where you just want justice? You just want to see people who seem to always do the wrong thing, yet they always seem to prosper. They always seem to get ahead. They always seem to be three steps ahead of where you're at. And you just get so frustrated that you want to just, it's like, ugh! You know, how can, you know, whether it's the craziness of, of stay-at-home mom or a working mom, single mom, dad, single dads, married, husband and wife, and just all of the stresses of providing and your worries of your kids and just everything in life that tends to just really come in, right? You just get to that point, and I, I know I'm, I'm there often, and I'm guilty of this, and I've really been working on how do I harness and, and get more peace-centered, Christ-focused, allow this stuff to just slide off and not allow it to, to, to get me angered. And so this is the response. Um, well, not quite. We have, we have verse 6, and he goes on and says, Remember thy suffering saints, uh, O our God, and thy servants will rejoice in thy name forever. So he's saying, you know, avenge us and, and we'll be grateful forever, right? So this is a response from Heavenly Father to him, or actually from Christ to him. He says, my son, peace be unto thy soul. Thine adversity and thy affliction shall be but a small moment. It's bringing him back into focus. He's like, this earth, why it seems like a really, really long time, this is a blip on the eternal sp spectrum. This is a very short period of your entire existence. We forget that a lot of times because earth 
is all we know. Birth till death, that's our existence. In reality, it's a small little speck of time in our entire times that our spirits have existed, right? So he's like, it's a small moment. Verse 8, And then if thou endure it well, God shall exalt thee on high. Thou shalt triumph over all thy foes. Thy friends do stand by thee, and they shall hail thee again with warm hearts and friendly hands. Thou art not yet as Job. Thy friends do not contend against thee, neither charge thee with transgressions as they did Job. So it kind of helps bring him back into perspective there a little bit. And he's like, this life is such a short time. And our goal here is to endure it, right? To triumph over it. And when we do, we will be exalted. And all of those people who created all of the things in life that made life hard, we will, we will triumph over them. Not that we're trying to push them down. They just no longer have an effect in our lives. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 5, For as the suffering of Christ abounds in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same suffering which we also suffered. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as you are partakers of the suffering, so shall ye be also of the consolation. Talking about Christ suffered for everything that we, we did, or he knows our pain. And whether he allows us to suffer or he, or he consoles us, it's, it's for our good. And, and to kind of finish up the scriptural side of things, 2 Nephi 31.20, uh, Nephi being uh, the, the first prophet writing in the Book of Mormon, verse 20 says, Wherefore, you must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God in all men. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the words of Christ, and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. And eternal life is life with our Heavenly Father. So that is the focus. It is enduring to the end. And so while I, I tell you, I am the worst at this, I, I get so frustrated so easily with the setbacks in life and the challenges. And I'm you know, paying tithing, going to church, trying to be a good husband, good father, trying to do the things that are right in life, trying not to you know, cause harm to my neighbors and, and people around me and, you know, do good to those that spitefully use you and, you know, turn the other cheek and all those kinds of things. And, oh man, can I get so frustrated so quickly by people driving stupid in traffic, right? And getting upset at them or, you know, just the little things that go on in, in the media that, that seems so contrary to my political views or, uh, you know, the, the different, uh, racist wars that are being waged by the media that that people seem to buy into and listen to or all, all these different things and it just it, I, I, and so I'm trying to recenter myself figuring out those ways to help bring calm and focus and center back into my life so that as I move forward day to day I'm making progression and not moving forward a little bit and then allowing my frustrations and aggravations 
take me down below where I was before and then have to climb all the way back up. And I noticed that the things that I don't do when I don't spend the time to actually study scriptures, right? Actually put effort into it, not just hear it or read it, but study it or study and listen to really good, uplifting, inspirational uh, messages, whether they are gospel messages or messages from inspired people uh, around us in, in the world or uh, topics of learning and growth, uh, prosperity, wealth, those things. When I say wealth, I'm not talking about money particularly. I'm talking about wealth being an abundance of good things, right? Whether it's finances, if that's what it is, or relationships, uh, having a full and enriched life, right? So wealthy to me is somebody who really has a lot of peace, a lot of happy. You can be somebody who is highly successful financially and be a very giving, loving, serving, caring person. Or you can be somebody who makes a lot of money and we see too often they become very inward focused and selfish. So wealth a lot of times can have a lot of negative connotation to people depending on what your experience has been with it or with people who have it. Um, and so when I say wealth as we go forward, just think about that as having an abundance of good things in, in your life. And so in the comments section, if you have things that you do that really have helped you to start uh, pulling in uh, this peaceful moments more than the stress, um, getting focus and clarity while you still are involved in the day-to-day -day struggles of life, um, share those because myself and, and everybody listening to this podcast can benefit from that. And especially since everybody, depending on who and what they are doing in life, has a different perspective than, than other people. And so the more that share, the more other people just like them can, can relate better, right, to somebody. So um, men, women, whatever, this is, you know, we all have different perspectives we're bringing. And so that's the, the podcast and the lesson today is the enduring to the end, but keeping our focus on this life is just a short little while. And while things may not seem fair here, or like God really understands the tally sheet and, and how much the bad is won over the good in our lives and those types of things, as we look at Ezra, we look at these different things, we see that, that these adversities and challenges and disappointments and setbacks in our lives are the things that build our spiritual muscles. Those are the things that strengthen us so that when we do move on and graduate from this life to our next, next existence, we are that much further ahead and stronger and um, the rewards that we have for, for enduring and triumphing, triumphing got to get my enunciations down, being triumphant, over the adversary, not over other people, but over the adversary and anybody who might do his bidding or will really qualify us for that eternal reward and progression um, that we seek. And when we get there and look back, we probably will say, man, why didn't you try, try me more? Why didn't you why didn't you make life a little harder for me? Because man, I, I, now that I realize how beneficial it is in this next existence, you know, how, how come you didn't, 
you know, was I not strong enough? Was I not good enough? What, you know, why, why didn't I have more challenges, right? Why didn't I get to grow stronger? Um, like anything, once we're done with a challenge and we've triumphed over it, we feel a sense of accomplishment, right? We feel a sense of, of, of joy that we did something hard and, and we came out the other end victorious. And anybody who's done any kind of, um, you know, event where it took a lot of sacrifice, preparation, study, and time. So for me, it's all physical stuff. So it's, you know, it's, it's bicycle races, whether you're doing a, you know, century race or marathons or uh, triathlons or those types of things. There's a lot of practice that goes in, a lot of sacrifice of time and energy. And then you go and you push and you get it done and accomplish it. And it really feels amazing on that other side. But while you're going through it, man, it's like, ah, oh, do I want to get up at 4.30? It's cold outside. It's rainy. I don't want, you know, I'm just going to stay in bed. And the more we let those win, the more it diminishes the success that we have at the end. And the more we triumph over those challenges at the end, the, the better and sweeter that experience becomes. And, and it's true in all aspects of life, not just the physical struggles, but mental, spiritual um, whatever it is. So as you move forward, going forward, see if you can just put that in your mind, that perspective, instead of the why me, why is this happening? Why aren't you listening? Why don't you have anything change? Uh, turn around and go, okay, help me see what you're trying to teach me. Help me see what I'm, what I'm, what I'm learning here. Help me understand what I need to develop in my own personal uh, spiritual life and temporal life that will, will make me a stronger, better person. So that's the, the message this week on Light the World. Remember, you are an amazing, beautiful son or daughter of a Heavenly Father who loves you, cares about you, and you're an heir to the throne. And that I know uh, some people might think that sounds a little uh, pretentious or maybe even blasphemous, but it's not. Go back and study the scriptures. See what Christ said in the New Testament. You will see as you listen to his, his speaking and his talking um, where this is it reiterated. And you go into the Book of Mormon, and like I said, it's only been translated once. It's very plain and pure the way the Bible once was. And it's in there multiple times again and, and strengthens all of those things that Christ said in the New Testament, in the Old Testament. So it's, it's something that I think the world needs to know more of. People need to hear it more often and be reminded of their divine birthright and who and what they really are, which is an heir to the throne of God. And when we think about that, it can change the way we choose to interact with other people. So until the next episode, uh, please leave your comments, leave your feedback. Love to hear your thoughts, impressions, and feelings. Uh, and it can help shape some of the discussions and things we have going forward. Thanks for tuning in this week. And can't wait to get some of my guests on the show in the future as we get through some of these challenges that keep uh, putting little roadblocks up in that way. Thanks for tuning in.